everybody to the Big Dis Roast Battle Podcast. Wow, blah, blah, dude. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. You're here, you're queer, we're drinking beer. I am your host of the Big Dis Roast Battle Podcast, Marty Clark. And as always, my second mic to my right is the one, the only, the champ himself, Bennett. That's right, great to be here, folks. Ben and Brown on the mic. Holding a, uh, a foam sword. Got a foam sword tonight. Yeah, that's right, because we're getting... This is combative. There's some combative battles in this battle. In these battles we're going to talk about. <laughs> combative battles. Combative battles. So that's better to my right. And as always, my third mic to my left, another one of the producers on the Big Destroyers Battle Podcast, it's Tyson Purcell. Hey, Marty. Good to be back. <laughs> Good to be back. It's, uh, it's weird. I'm going to break the fourth wall here and say we're recording this at the end, so we're a little drunk. So this is the intro <laughs> to the Big Destroyers Battle Podcast, guys. We are here. We're going to talk about the last biggest roast battle this was in august it was a great one i'd say top three yeah oh, it was great man of the three that <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> nailed it i don't know you're gonna send it my way on that one <laughs> uh so no it was a great show uh, and it was right after the new show rising stars on state so come on out to those every month the last uh tuesday of every month but let's get into it guys uh we are going to talk about the battles and then we usually do two segments we have uh new we're gonna try something new we're gonna do one segment at the end and before that we're gonna talk about the five battles so let's get into who these battles were because it was a fun month first we're gonna start off with rory roosh versus mickey morello then we're going to go into Matthew Mandalay versus Thomas Jarrett, the Young Guns, and then moving right along into Lev Simmons versus Siang San, and then almost last is Mike Chonjack versus Esteban Tuma, and, and the headlining battle, which was another great one, guys, another one for the record books. It was the one, the only Stevie Lee Crutcher against the champ, Bennett Brown. Who? There he is. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about those battles, we'll talk about their jokes, we'll play some clips. Thank you all for listening. Like us on Facebook, like us, tell your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, let's get into the battles. Here we go. All right, let's get into the first battle then. This one was a great one. I was pumped how we started out this show. I put this battle up front on purpose. It was a fun one. It was Rory Roosh against Mickey Morello. <laughs> Yes, this was a fun one. I'd say maybe, maybe the best battle of the night. I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I can't include myself, sure. <laughs> That's true. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. that. And honestly, this is the one I was probably looking forward to the most as yeah. well because they're both, uh, <coughs> you know, uh, established roasters, but they're also on the rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Mickey, I think last year went or last season went. I want to say. Five and one or something like that, and then Rory crushed it last year. Um, going into this year, and so I was really excited to see what this one uh, would have to hold, and it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. Let's get out. Uh, well, before we go into it, in case you don't know who they are, we'll go real quick what they look like. Rory is short, balding, adorable. Yeah, great. It's like a cute little teddy bear, and Mickey Morello is like a little racist teddy bear. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little Mexican racist teddy bear. He's got a mustache and curly hair, and. Uh, but I think I brought him up on the first time he came up and did a roast battle. I brought him up as he looks like the head of the frat Alpha Beta Chia Pet, something like that. So pretty yeah, accurate. Pretty accurate. So that's what they look like. Uh, let's get another joke. So this one back and forth. This was maybe one of the closer battles of the night, I'd say. It's good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it started off with Mickey. Um, started off with some good stuff. Uh, we did, you know, the basics, uh, the, the general, you know, formula that we usually use. Like you said, you look like Scooby-Doo, fuck Shaggy. Um, I like that. I like the second joke was, uh, I'm surprised that you made it tonight because I didn't see your race car bed parked outside. I loved that, uh, that joke. That was good. That was good. That was great. But then Rory, I think, hit more. He hit mo- His jokes, I think, more, like, hit home because they were specific, but just so specific to how Mickey looks where you don't have to know Mickey to know that they're funny. Like, he did, um, uh, his first joke was, like, Mickey, you look like your pickup line for a girl is, are you ticklish? Uh, he did the whole, um, uh, Mickey is a math major, but he still can't understand why girls call him a four. 
Um, but I would say we talked about it when we were talking about this battle. I think the biggest thing people can take away from this battle is timely rebuttals. Oh, Time, definitely. Yeah, timely rebuttals. Because it's where you put in a rebuttal, and rebuttals can be very, uh, very detrimental or helpful to how you do in this. And so um, we'll talk about it after this first one, but let's play this first clip about the Capri Sun and the toilet rebuttal one. I like that one. Nikki hasn't had much luck with girls recently because it's really hard to put a roofie in a Capri Sun. <laughs> in a preschool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he only works there because the tiny toilets make him feel like a regular sized person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. The uh, tiny toilets. See, if you see, like, rebuttals led right into Mickey's jokes, and I think that's what that's what helps out and really pushes your roast jokes to the next level, whereas sometimes I think what ended up being, I'm not going to say one yet, but what ended up hurting Mickey a little bit was sometimes he'd throw in his rebuttals just in random spots where he'd cut off Rory. Right. And my, my official opinion on that, mm. uh, it, it kind of just makes it not as fun, like, if you step on each other's jokes. Like, mm. if, you wait till the, if you wait till the end, so they're completely done, and then you say something, mm. something other than... Oh, is that it? <laughs> you know, right? If you say just like riff off one of their jokes or whatever, um, I think that flows a lot better. I always laugh harder at the entire show, not mm. that it makes one person better or whatever. But it is hard to know when people are done because I tell people to like I don't know either put the mic in the stand or look at them or something or do just yeah. just do something so they don't like they're not just waiting because some people will do one joke or some people will stack five and then and they so like you never make know. eye contact and then they start talking again. Right, and Got so it. it's always strange. But like I said, I mean, I think some of those rebuttals ended up hurting Mickey by cutting Rory off because it kind of came off as um, as more, I wouldn't say evil is the right word, but more, uh, um, I don't know what's the right word, bullyish maybe? He was more of a bully. Well, what it does for me is when someone's like really chomping at the bit to try and step on a laugh or rebut is it makes it seem like they're behind and they're trying to catch up. Yeah. So, like, when you have that, when you wait for them to be done, it's like, I don't care what your jokes are. I'm going to rebut them when it's my turn. It shows a confidence in your rebuttal and in your jokes because you don't need to step on their laughs. For, for me, it sounds like a, like a, a band at a high school football game where the guy with the cymbals is just playing way too loud. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't fit. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, that's, you're ruining the rhythm. <laughs> right. But then it can work out. Like, we'll play the other exchange here about the rebuttals of G.I. Joe Exchange because I don't know if, I assume Roy had already written this, but it was, it worked so well with Mickey's joke. Let's play that one. Seriously, uh, you look like a G.I. Joe that shrank in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, you look like a, he was until he was 13. <laughs> there we go. That's how it can work out well. And I know we're talking we're talking a little bit of uh, smack about Mickey, but he also had some amazing jokes. Like he maybe my favorite joke of either of the people here was his uh, his puppet theater one. Let's play that one because that was amazing. Uh, if you reverse image search a picture of Rory, the first result is the suicide hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, you look like the maintenance man in a puppet theater. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's specific. Easily my favorite joke. Right, yeah, it's yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point, it's specific, and so it's just, good. it's so spot on, it's great, and it's, it's referential, yeah. it's great. Uh, but then Rory, I mean, he was stacking them. That was like, those three were in the first three jokes they each had. And then Rory didn't do um, how Mickey looks like um, Mario transitioning into Elmo, Tickle You Elmo, looks like an actual seal trained to be a Navy seal. Uh, and I think that hurt Mickey, because after that, he's like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. 
Yeah. Not really a rebuttal. Right. You right. don't have to. You don't have to address the other people's jokes. You know, it's not necessarily. Yeah, that's the other thing about the rebuttal thing is you can just choose to not say anything about it if you want. Right. Um, Go on. But uh, I do want to say that the maintenance man at a puppet theater joke, best joke of the night. I ca- I, I'm calling it best joke of the night. Hey. And. Uh, if you guys don't know what Roy Roosh looks like, just get a, go and get a Google image of him, and then you'll like the joke. You'll yeah. Like him. <laughs> yeah. If you don't come around to these things, <laughs> just Facebook him and then look at his face, and it, it'll you'll like yeah. it. R U S C H Roosh. Um, but no, and then I mean, Mickey. I think Mickey kind of fell apart a little bit at the end. I think that's what ended up being the detriment to him. Uh, yeah, definitely in the second to last exchange, I felt yeah. like he was like kind of backing into the finale. Right. You know, because like his second to last exchange was just flat yeah it was like if he was on law and order he definitely did it he was like a carney's reflection <laughs> in a funhouse mirror i mean I, it's not that i've heard those jokes before they just weren't specific or referential or roasty really yeah. i don't know i just i feel like that's just like a late right like a late start writing thing like whenever yeah. people don't sit down and write mm-hmm. for a while it just comes off as really generic right but um i think that there's some other roasts that uh, in tonight's show that just got more insulty than actual roasty where oh, things were funny. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it always as I, I say that's the difference between a roast and an insult. A roast is funny. And this one, as much as Rory was doing well, if Mickey had a better closer, I think he could have taken it because it came down to the closer and he Literally. had some yeah, he had some pretty good ones. Like the um the Brazil he got a Brazilian wax or wax, so the carpet matched the drapes. That's pretty funny because he's going bald. Um, but then I think here's the thing is I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Rich, uh, Rich Damore is the best with props and he's one of the only ones who can pull it off. And Mickey at the end, his last joke was like, I'm sorry to get a GoFundMe so Rory can get some Rogaine and held out a bucket to the crowd. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Didn't Mickey, I know prop. you're listening, you dumb bitch. I know you're listening. <laughs> what, what an awful prop. He holds the sign upside down. I'm like, I'm like, is this kid deaf and dumb? He can't, oh, he wow. can't, he can't even hold a sign Ooh. correctly. Uh, it's like, yeah, dude, don't, you know, mm. jump into the prop game with two feet and just miss like that. Right. You miss. And it wasn't even like Rory had an amazing killer. He just had like, I mean, saying he looks like he wears a trench coat to jerk off is funny. Um, but like, in which memory, was based on a rebuttal or at least it came off that yeah, way. Yeah, sure. yeah. Which was good. Right. And his actual clothes, his last joke he said was, um, Mickey's body is made out of memory foam mattress material. Um, which is just like, which is funny because all the girls that sleep with them just want to forget. Which is a pretty solid joke. Not nearly Rory's best joke, but he had enough in the bag like before that that he won. And Mickey just didn't have a good closer. So what it came down to it is I, th- I wouldn't call that an upset, but Rory fucking took it. I, w- I would have expected uh, Mickey to win by a slight amount beforehand. Because mm. um, Rory's newer to it. Mickey's done this probably 12 times, whereas Rory's only done three or four roast battles. But he's just he's a killer. He came out firing, and uh, when it came down to it, Rory took it. So congrats, Rory. We'll see you on the next one. I, I think he, he's going up against... Um, Oh, he's going up against Steve Horton. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's going up against That's Steve Horton be... this month. That'll be a weird one. Steve Horton yeah. never done a roast battle. We'll see how that matches up because they're both kind of sad boys, so we'll see. But that was the first battle of the night. Started off with a bang. Let's move on to the young ones. Let's move it right along. Yeah, the young ones. Battle number two of this month. This was a fun one. I was really excited about this one. I was kind of nervous. Neither of them had done a roast battle or I think comedy before. <laughs> uh, no, but they're two young guys. This battle was a fun one. It was uh, the 17-year-old Matthew Mandley against the 19-year-old Thomas Jarrett. That's right. Both way past their bedtimes, guys. But, uh, yeah, that's right. Matthew, let's talk about what they look like quick because they haven't done the roast battle, uh, nor has anybody seen them unless they frequent a Chuck E. Cheese. 
so Matthew Mandel, he's 17 years old. He wears um, Hawaiian shirts, like shorts, uh, van shoes, and carries around a yo-yo constantly. I mean, he dresses like a 17-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just like Patrick Henry when he was 17. <laughs> oh, he's a listener. There you go, Pat. Uh, and then Thomas Jarrett is just one tall, lanky drink of chocolate milk. Normal milk, really. Yeah. More white milk. Yeah, very white. Uh, he's just a tall guy. He's, I think, 6'3 or 6'4. Yeah, why four. did you say chocolate milk? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I assume little kids drink. I, I, was, just gonna, I was just going to pass over it when you originally said it, but <laughs> now I'm like, okay, well, what's up with that? Gotcha. I think, I don't, well, it was all the black jokes we just heard. You'll hear them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a tall guy. He's kind of lanky. Uh, I don't know. How, do you, how else would you describe him? Uh, I mean, Thomas Jarrett looks like, um, like a skeleton wore all black clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he go. looks like he'd probably be voted like most likely to commit some serial murders or something like that. Yeah. Right, he looks like he's just too cool for like school assemblies. It looks yeah. like a goth Aryan. <laughs> yeah, goth Aryan. There we go. But yeah, so that was the uh, this was a fun one. Neither of them have done a roast battle before. Both of them are pretty new to comedy. Uh, let's get into it here. Um, I want to start off with uh, uh, Matt. I think Matt went first here. I believe he did. But uh, here's the thing: is they were both good. We were just talking about it before. I don't. This one was tough. This was the most. It was, it was a closer one. If you just read those jokes on a sheet of paper, you would think it would have gone the opposite way. Oh yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say this: I'm impressed in the aspect of this is both their first show ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like neither one of them has been on a showcase. First time before. out of the house. Yeah. So like, <laughs> they've only done open mics before. So this is their first show ever. One of the nice things about the big disrose battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was pretty impressed, but like, yeah, when I I wasn't at the show. Mm-hmm. So listening to this stuff, I thought one of I, them won. I didn't. <laughs> I was there, and whenever there's like a battle like this where it's two people who I haven't seen roast, or I don't think they had roasted before this. Maybe Thomas did or something. Nope. Uh, it was. I was excited to see it, and I mm-hmm. think both these guys put on a good show. Like right. um, they do. I don't. They don't fall into the same traps that I think a lot of newer roasters do. Yeah. So, well, you yeah. know what's funny to me is how different their styles were. I mean, we talked about it. Like Matthew, he came out there and he's just like in your face, like wah. He kind of yelled into the mic a little bit. It was like very poppy. Whereas Tom, it was Thomas was more of a Rich Demore type of delivery where he just sat back and like he didn't mumble it, but he was more like reserved with his delivery. Um, which I think almost came to his detriment. Like, let's talk about their jokes because Matthew came out fire and his first, we were going to play it, but I think he, he's got another funny one. Or do you want to play that beginning where he came out? I like his first one. All right, let's, let's play it. Wait, just, just listen because you'll hear me introduce the battle and just listen how Matthew starts this. Thomas, you spindly fuck. <laughs> you look like the horrible love child of Napoleon Dynamite and Slenderman. <laughs> yes? Boom, you spindly fuck. I love that. That's, That's good. spindly fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I just love... Uh, I mean, it, this Matthew, I guess, in his comedy is not, like, super aggressive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people don't just come out and yell like that. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciate when I see it. Right. They're too worried about the writing. His delivery. Also, he didn't stumble or bumble bumble on any of the words. Not he once. Did, he didn't get his phone out and get on bumble. He didn't start bumbling. One time. <laughs> he didn't Tinder. Turning the whole set. He didn't. A big fish. What's the other one? We three fish. My three oh, fish. Plenty oh, plenty of fish. Yeah. Plenty of fish. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Dude, how deep into the dating apps are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good. Three Have you heard of that one? I'll get into it later. Um, <laughs> Marty's on dating apps that you have to, like, get off the internet like they're not in the app store. Like, <laughs> They're all it's, native it, to my phone. Yeah, it's actually how he promotes most of his shows. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Just via Tinder. That's <laughs> why they're all packed. <laughs> but no, I mean, because we can't. Let's we're gonna we're running a little low on time, so let's not go over all their jokes. But let's just talk about more their delivery. Because Thomas was a little laid back. He he started out with a good one. He said, um, "Matthew Manny looked like your parents thought you were too young for Dollar Shave Club, so they signed you up for Dollar Outfit Club." That's yeah, funny. I like that a lot. I like that. He said, uh, "You're like a 17 year old, 40 year old virgin." 
Uh, he had a couple that were a little long-winded. I think that ended up hurting Thomas a little bit because some of his were a little long-winded and he didn't have the um, punchy delivery to punch it up like Matthew did with some of his. Actually, in this battle, uh, Thomas's jokes were my favorite jokes of the battle. Mm-hmm. However, he also had the worst jokes of the battle. Right, it was so more volatile. He, yeah, yeah, so he, he had, had, the, he had he, the top three and the bottom three. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. He needed to edit. Like, oh, yeah. run some jokes by some other comics, right. that sort of stuff. Because if he would have just sifted and winnowed a little bit, he would have mm-hmm. had only quality jokes and probably would have run away with it. Right, yeah, because Matthew's weren't, I mean, his, he had some good ones, because, like, I, like we'll go, well, let's play this other one for Matthew, the, um, the, the, the N-word joke. That was pretty fun. <laughs> Setting it up sounds scary, but let's play <laughs> yeah. the N-word joke he did. <laughs> the only thing harder for Thomas than being told he can't say the N-word is his dick when someone says he can. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's that's funny. Uh, that was a wording one you were talking about with um, stick with the uh, harder for Thomas when he can't say the N word is no wait, it's it's the the only thing uh, harder than Thomas trying not to say the N word is Thomas when he gets to say the N word or something like that. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. uh, great great joke, really fucking hard to say. It's tough <laughs> to say. Yeah. It's a toughie in there, uh, but he got it out and it was good because that's the thing that might have been Matthew's baby best joke. It's funny because I think what ended up hurting Thomas more, again, was his um, subjects he kept touching on. Because they both talked about each other's sex life. That's fine. They talked about how young each other were. But Thomas just kept talking about how fat he was. His entire closer was all about how Matthew Manley has man boobs. Like, well, before I get to that, let's play Thomas. The joke I really like, the yo-yo joke, was we'll play that, and then we'll talk about the man boob one. You look like you yo-yo competitively. (laughs) (laughs) See... What you guys don't know is that he actually yo-yos competitively. <laughs> the reason he does this is because he knows he's so unlovable that a yo-yo is the only thing that'll ever come back. Yeah. Come back to him. It's a good joke. Like I said, Thomas might have had the best jokes of the night, but he just he just pounded the whole fat thing. And to be honest, Matthew Manley is not a fat dude. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like everyone. I mean, he's got baby fat. Yeah, though. like I mean, that's gonna 17. melt away. They're both like young. It's yeah. like everyone on this on, that went up that night was fatter than him. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> right. Uh, oh, Tom. Okay, the other, I wanted to bring up Thomas had that joke where he was like, uh, "Did you guys? Uh, how the fuck did he say? He's just like." Do you guys know Matthew was bullied a lot as a kid? And he's like, I didn't, but I mean, like, look at him. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a great right. joke. That was a really great undersell. It was a good was delivery. Nice. He's got that rich the more delivery, and he's got, like, I think we've, he's got the better jokes, but, like, I think, I don't know. It was just, Matthew just came off more likable. Maybe it's his smile. Maybe it's his young look. I don't know. Because even his last joke, it made me cringe when we listened to it, but he was like, toot, toot, here comes Thomas the Link Engine. Yeah, and I and Marty hated that. I, I fucking love that. I hated <laughs> that it. cracked me. I remember, like, being... Ugh. I, s- I remember watching that live and thinking that was very ridiculous and loving it. So maybe that's what I wanted for him. He came yeah. off more likable. That likeable. definitely had to be one that like got sold on the watch because I was listening to it and mm. was underwhelmed. Right, <laughs> and then it came down to the last joke. And Matthew's last joke was uh, the link engine thing, and he's like, um, "Acne was the best part of Thomas Jarrett's life because of all that all that uh, pus on his face. It's only two letters away from pussy, and that's the closest he ever got." I'm anti-pus joke, just throwing it in there. Right, Bye. but still, I mean, it's better than, like I said, we, I referenced it before, but his last three jokes were all about man boobs. He was like, Matthew wears deodorants under his breasts. If he wore a deep V and walked into a women's restroom, they would just, like, not kick him out. Uh, when he's on a swim team, the coach made him wear pasties. It's like, he doesn't really have man boobs. I don't know where he's getting that. I don't know. Yeah. And I was kind of wondering about that, that swim team joke. He did another swim team joke. Why didn't he just put those two together? Right. And just have them 
in one chunk and right. then cut Oh, well. mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, you can kind of guess from where we're, where we've been leaning this entire time uh, going over it. But Matthew Manley took it. He took it. That's right. Congrats, ding, ding, congrats, Matthew. He's coming back. He's going up against Mike Mikey Morin this Excellent. month. I'm excited uh, to see uh, both Thomas and uh, Matthew in the future. I think they're going to be some quality roasters. I think Thomas is going to get great. I'm so jealous that he started at 19. That's so upsetting to me. But he's starting young. I mean, they got years. They're the new Dobbs, except already funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that, Dobbs. All right, that was Matthew Manley won that one. Let's get out of that battle. Let's move right on to the next one. All right, let's move right along to this third battle, guys. This one was, uh, I don't want to play favorites here. I would say of the five, this was one of my lesser favorite ones. I'll play favorites. This is my least favorite battle. Yeah. <laughs> we just listened back to it. It was it was a rough one. I mean, if you were there, you know how it went. This was uh, Lev Simmons against Seung Sun, guys. Uh, a couple of, of um, I'd say one of the, the staples in the Madison comedy scene. I lived with Seung till about, what, two weeks ago, and now Seung is up And now I live with him. Good yeah. luck with that. And then, uh, and then Lev lives with a bunch of comedians. Here's the thing. So listening back to that clip, or listening back to the clips from that, we're not going to play any clips from it. It was, a, it was a tough battle to listen to. I'm going to be 100% honest. Um, a quick description of them also, by the way. So Lev is a transgender man. Yeah, he uh, looks like Harry Unstyled with no direction. Right. And, ah, and, and Young Sun is uh, an Italian-American man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yes, with, uh, yeah, that's Young. No, he's, he's, he's an Asian fella. And um, he's a good-looking Asian, too, by the way. I think he can model for Asians. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But, yeah. Don't um, ever tell him that. Anyway. I won't. Um, but anyway, so no clips on this one. Let's just, we'll just real quick, let's get through this one. So um, it was still, like, I'd say live. It was kind of fun, like, based on the reactions. It seemed kind of fun live. It was very, like, air your dirty laundry -y. It was super aggressive. It's Extremely like, aggressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like, there's a lot of interrupting. People never even really finish jokes for the most part. There was a lot yeah. of just, like... Uh, hey, I'm angry, but there's right. not even a punchline here. It's like at one time Lev called him uh, Siang a comedic failure, and I mentioned I, I kept track mentioned three times how he has zero punchlines and can't write a joke. It just seemed very dirty laundry, which roasting is fun, but the thing is, I think I think Lev fell into a trap where. Um, the roast battle used to be at the Fountain that moved to the Rigby, where there'd be more like 50 people there, mostly comedians. This is at the Comedy Club on State, where there's 200 people there, most of which are non-comedians that don't know us. And that don't go around and watch stand-up, so they probably don't even, like, they're not familiar with anyone as a stand-up, and they're probably seeing all these people for the first time. Right. I, I do have one thing I need to say about, yeah. like, just roast battling in general, and I think this battle really does touch on it. Uh this, while it's a battle and it is a competition, this is still a show. Right. The point of the roast battles is to be entertaining to the audience. And right. part of that is keeping the energy up and mm. having laughs. And, and when you fun. guys <laughs> get when, – when, when battles get so combative and it becomes about who can get the win instead of who can make sure they have a good show – you get battles like this. Right. I think if you listen to our old podcast or even old battles, that's what you hear us reiterate multiple times is there's formulas. It's about references. It's not about inside jokes and airing dirty laundry. And that's just kind of what it seemed like this one turned into. It was more inside of the crowd of reaction of like, oh, that's clever and amazing. It turned into like like putting your head down in between your hands being like, I can't believe they just said that. Like, that's got to hurt. <laughs> it was hard to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. I do want to confess something. Okay. Lev, one of Love's better jokes uh, – he made fun of Seung for having a trash bag full of hams in his room. That was my <laughs> trash bag full of hams, okay, guys? Uh, yeah, so if you laughed right. at that live, well, guess what? It's not really Seung's. He does have a bed on the floor. It's pretty, he's pretty, you know, 
Right. His room's not fun otherwise. I will say, and then, and then it, it, like I said, there's a little dirty laundry. Like, Lev talked about Siang has the third best house show in town. Guess what? None of those people no are in comics. No, no one yeah. knows or has been to, in any of the shows. And Lev also used to, uh, about him getting the clap. It's got to catch them all, like STDs. I'm, just, I'm not trying to call it Lev here, but I've heard that joke probably 15,000 times. All right, the whole gotta catch them all SCD joke. People have said it about me probably 40 times. Seung um, also had jokes about being not funny. And Seung right. uh, pretty much, I didn't, a lot of his jokes fell flat. He got interrupted a lot, but most of them fell flat yeah. uh, into, with a couple. What was that last one he had? The Caillou reference one? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he I, started off okay, like a hacky sack, like you, like you sell hacky sacks, at a, hacky sacks at a mall kiosk, and you look like Rocket Power ran out of fuel. Yeah. Those are what roast jokes should be. They're formulaic, they're referential, they're good. Uh, I mean, the Kai reference was a little bit insidey, though people did laugh at it. Yeah, um, I, I'll say this: it struck me that, like in this battle, it wasn't like there wasn't like Lev won it. It was more like Seung lost it. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that, yeah. You could tell he was shaking. I mean, Seung came up to me after the show. I will also put this out there. So, Seung was, he was already behind the the bullet in, just starting because Lev, the show before this is Rising Stars on State. I put Lev on that show. So, Lev did seven minutes about how he is transitioning. Everybody got behind him, was very supportive, loved him. People brought up shots during that and oh, yeah. this show. Yeah, someone brought Lev a shot on stage during... Uh the the roast battle like right. so you could tell the audience was already behind him so Siyoung was behind a bullet and I apologized to Siyoung after the show about that because I refused to do that again having people on the Rising Stars shows because people like I said a lot of people don't know us they, they shouldn't especially the same night they shouldn't have a, a backup or like a, some kind of reference point about them going into the roast battle yeah. you should have to figure out who they are as a person during the roast battle it so, also takes away from the roast I mean like in, does. In, in the last show Hmm. Or the show before last episode two, uh, Rich came out swinging because he's like, I had a bad set earlier, and then also Will was a little, little, little stressed because he also was on earlier in the evening. I think if you're gonna battle, right. mm-hmm. focus your effort on the battle. Don't right. do a set beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like I said, when it came down to it, um, Lev ended up taking that one. It was a tough battle to watch and to see, but. Uh, other than that, let's move, let's move right along. Let's get back into happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. This next one is very happy because Esteban's the happiest dude I know, and John Jack is a, a ball of energy. Let's move it on to the next battle. Let's get back to some fun here, right? Let's get to, after that. Let's do a palate cleanser. This one was a fun one. I was excited when I matched these guys up. Uh, I got one guy who has never done this before. He's a rookie to the biggest roast battle. Uh, let's go over it. It was Mike Jonjak against Esteban Tuba. Uh, Esteban was a uh, rookie to this? Never done before, yeah. Not aware. He, to, he, to roast battle. He yeah. never even did one of the old comedy club roast battles we did years ago. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys, folks, uh, just cute as can be. Just two little, two little blueberries hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, just nice guys. That's Look what, way different. That's though. what I was saying before. Is you can tell in this battle that they actually like each other, and there's like... Um, Mutual respect there, and that's what, like, the friendships are what you want to see. We're all here to build friendships, guys, right. not to get all It's still mean, of course, you. but you'll, you, can, you can tell the difference right, in right. tone. So let's talk about what they look like, because John Jack, we've talked about on this podcast a million times. He, uh, he's got, like, swoopy Bieber hair, a pretty face, but he's just a Grew Satanist. up on the Cranberry Farm. Literally. Sa- Satanist from a Cranberry Farm. All, all you need to know. That's all I need to know. Esteban Tuma is a, uh, he's an Ecuadorian, and he is, um, he looks like he teaches Spanish at MATC. Yeah, and he does. Oh, oh, wait. And he does. That's what he does. I forgot. Uh, yeah, he's got long hair. He puts it back in a bun. Was it in a bun? He usually keeps it in a bun. Oh, no. Okay, I know for a fact that it was in a bun. Oh. Or, or no, no, in a ponytail, excuse me. It's in a ponytail, and at the end, he unraveled it. 
Oh, uh, like the whole the, yeah, thing. just all down to the shoulders. Right. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to show his, like his panting hair. Or right, right. Like, like, then he did it with his dick. Yeah, unraveled it. So that's what these guys look like. Esteban's a little bit heavier set, just to set the scene. Although he looks great to me, I'd fuck him. So John Jack Esteban, let's I'd fuck him again. I'd fuck him again. Uh, let's get another joke. So this was a fun one. Uh, we talked about it before. This was it's another difference in delivery. You can tell John Jack. John Jack's done this. I want to say 20 plus times. He's been a doing lot. this since I started the show three years ago, and he does it a ton, maybe second or third most every year. So he's been doing this forever, and Esteban is a first-timer. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a seasoned roaster against, you know, a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, although both super well-established in the Madison comedy yeah, scene. Both, both great, yeah, capable, yeah, right. capable comics. Both. Esteban, if anything, I mean, he's a vet. He won, what, third in, like, the last he got two? Like second and third or something. Yeah, in the last two, Madison Funniest Comedian. So he's, like I said, a legend. So when he came to me saying if he you wanted to do it. If you haven't seen him before, check out some of his comedy. He's a very funny guy. Great stand-up. Very funny guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was I was curious to see if that would translate into his joke writing. And you can tell, I think you put it best. What did you say before? Well, I said that, like, Esteban had good jokes, but John Jack had great roasts. Yep. That was kind of the difference you can yeah. tell in this battle. Because Esteban's jokes were great. He's got great delivery. He's likable. You want to laugh at it. But John Jack just had, he had like the Casey Phillips just machine gun, Tommy gun roast in your face. Yeah, um, and, and what makes a good roast is that it's a joke, but it is also an insult. We've talked about this a bunch of times tonight about how some of these weren't roasts because they were too insulty. You have to have both sides of it. Right, right. Um, and so let's get into it, because, like, John Jack... Well, well, you have to have the funny side of it. You can be the, the as mean fu- as, you want, as you want. It has like to be the mean. last battle show. It has to be mean. The funny needs to outstrip the mean. For sure. It's got to be funnier than it yeah. is mean, but it's you still have to, have to have an edge. It just can't be. I think, especially in the, I'd call it commercial roast battle setting, rather than just, like, a normal roast, where there's just, like, a dais, then it's more about being mean. Yeah. Whereas here, it's, like, it's supposed to be commercially uh, palpable for everybody in the crowd. I think was, this one was more about rhythm than anything. So they both were waiting for the other person to pause and let him in and then they would do some back and forth but no one interrupted anyone at any point it was very beautiful but uh, these beautiful. these two guys I mean uh, I could see them doing like improv together so they very much feed off each other's rhythm right. so. and John Jack had great jokes like I said he was just stacking them like the first three he stacked he called him a mailed Frida Kula Frida, Frida Kahlo god nailed damn it. it you suck dude but who is that Marty, yeah Marty's like who is that, is that that's, that's the coach of the Spurs right <laughs> <laughs> is that right is that Frida Kahlo yeah, my grandma was named Frida phone's ringing somewhere. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna get the country wrong maybe she's from Brazil or something or she's Your an grandma? artist I'm sorry Bennett smoked weed in between the last battle <laughs> this one, so he is just rambling Phones are ringing back at the Velveeta Lounge. No I one's peed, answering. I peed, <laughs> I peed yeah, in the up. back of his toilet. Don't yeah. tell me. Yeah, upper, upper decked it. Uh, but uh, so, Frida Kahlo is an artist from Brazil, I think. I don't uh, know. She famous. She had a unibrow. You would recognize the picture. Like Anthony Davis? Exactly. She was the Anthony no, Davis no, of Brazilian literally, artistry? B- literally before Anthony Davis, she was the, the unibrow. Like, it, it, like <laughs> there was no other. So it's bigger her or Anthony Davis, you think? Her! You're an idiot. Because of Anthony Dave. All right, let's move on. Sorry, we're getting caught up on this. Let's get into the jokes. Frida Kula. Who's bigger, Anthony Davis or Frida Kula? I'll get into it. Oh, my God, Jesus. But then he called him. Write in the comments, folks. This is important. (laughs) (laughs) So then John Jack called us about, uh, you look like Jesus if he was about to sell me cocaine and cheeseburgers. And then my favorite one of John Jack's jokes, let's play that used car one. (laughs) All right, you male Frida Kula, let's fucking do this. (laughs) You look like Jesus and you love cocaine and cheeseburgers. Why does it look like you're about to sell me a used car then ask for a ride to an orgy? 
Boom. There we go. Yeah. John Tech's Achilles. He's been doing this forever. Esteban, that joke rocks. This is a good, I think, explanation of how Esteban did. His first joke was one minute exactly, because I was looking at my phone while I did it on stage. It was one minute exactly, and it was so long-winded. We talked about him being white trash, but he doesn't see color. He just sees trash. Good joke, but that's you just getting one punchline out of a whole minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, why wordy. would you? And then he got better. He called him. Then he started stacking me because I said he looked like um, you were raised by the, the what do they call By it? a can of Spam. Like, can I of like sp- that one. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, you looked like Frankenstein's leftovers. This is weirdly, didn't make sense. He, looked, he said, uh, you look like the ghost of Christmas past of Stephen Avery. Yeah, yeah. And then, but he <laughs> he acknowledged right away. He was like, that doesn't really make sense. Like, what he said <laughs> it, so. Well, I mean, and Esteban had good jokes, but he definitely, like, brought his stand-up comedy persona on stage because Esteban is kind of like uh, he you know, a more meandering delivery that pays off in his stand-up act. But when you're right. roasting, you have to channel kind of a different persona. You have to be right. roasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he had to he had to have punched it up a little bit. Yeah, I think economy of words is huge in roasting because, like I said, it's only a minute. So if you think about it, you're only doing five individually one-minute sets. And so you got to be quick on those sets. You know, if you were going to do a one-minute set in stand-up, you'd probably want a lot of punch signs. Or if it was one big at the end, I don't know. Probably yeah, doesn't if they like wanted you to do one minute, you would turn it down. It's too little of minutes. <laughs> well, you <laughs> too, would. Too I don't know about minutes. Doc Phipps. He might take that one. <laughs> I actually saw him walking today. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Please. So that's my call. Mike Johnjack, a trailer park barista. That was funny. Fun. He talked about how he would drop pentagrams on with crayons on the ground. That's funny. Let's talk about their exchange, though, because we thought that was... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Great, they had a great little back and forth, and uh, it goes it, to show it's you, rare to see, rare to see. And it goes to show you how those can actually work. Rebuttals can work, and it can still come off lighthearted and fun if it goes like this. I can go the easy redneck route and be like, you came here and stole a job from a hardworking American, but you're a Spanish teacher. That means your only marketable skill is teaching your native language. That's <laughs> <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, give it up for uh, the only trailer park barista. Hi, uh, <laughs> somebody's got to say that, Folgers. The state bond came here legally, but I still want to build a wall so he stops coming to open mics. <laughs> to get his green card, he was very afraid because it sounded like a penalty in soccer. <laughs> oh, speaking, speaking of soccer, you, uh, your comedy kind of uh, reminds me of soccer a little bit. It's like, no goals and nobody here will ever watch you. That's perfect. Um, yeah. No, so I thought it could go well. That soccer change was great. And then uh, kind of came down to the close. I will say, John Jack, you just put this in your act because I thought this was hilarious. He called Ecuador the New Jersey of South America. <laughs> that was great. And then Palestine the Florida of the Middle East. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a good joke. Oh, that was so funny. That was great. Um, but when it came down to it, like we said, we kind of allu- uh, allured, allured, alluded to it. Allured. We allured to it. Uh, John Jack took it. Esteban, yeah. you're a legend, and I love you, buddy, and I hope to have you back. But John Jack, he's just been doing this too long, and he's too good at it. So John Jack took that one. Let's move on to our headlining battle. The man is with us right here. Let's move it on. That's right. (laughs) 
Here we are. We made it to the headlining battle. Blah, blah. Of, what was this? Episode, no, episode three of season three? Is episode that already? Episode three, season three. Getting down right. to it, guys. The headlining battle. Our system. I was looking forward to this one. This one was called out before. Wasn't this called out the night of the um, championship battle? Last season? That's correct. Uh, the night of. Bennett won and Stevie fucking called you out said we're doing it in season three. Because uh, we didn't get to Rose. She was the number one seed. She got upset by number nine. William Will. Eisenberg. That's right. And we never, I never got to roast her. So she called you out. And, really? Uh, so she said we're doing it in season three. And I did not mean I think that that meant roast battling. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. yeah. He thought it meant. Ooh, yeah. Man, we gotta get a soundboard. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was <a> pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm cutting. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. Jesus. Uh, now I'm gonna throw them into everything. No. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So I was looking forward to this since then because I, I thought honestly that was gonna be the headlining battle was you against Stevie or the championship battle at rather. Rabber. Um, rabber. But I was excited. Three months in the making, I was excited to see this. A lot of stuff riding on this battle, and not just people on Stevie. Uh, a lot of wow. Yeah, take that, Stevie. She's not gonna I, listen. All right, well, let's I got, introduce I, the roasters, guys. All right. Uh, hi, I'm, hi, I'm one of them. Uh, yeah, I look like a little a... bit about my appearance. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, I'm a nine out of ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got prematurely <laughs> gray hair, but like in, in a hot Anderson Cooper on way. On his pubes. Uh, uh, I do not. Yes, agree. but I, like, like, I think I think I think you look like the <laughs> ghost of Harry Carey came back and like possessed a baby. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Harry Carey. Yeah, dude. I look like a fucking major league umpire, but you know, like a hot yeah. one. <laughs> uh, hot one. You look like fucking Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh fuck my God! Oh, Jesus, here we go. Right, we're good. tilting we're the good. hand on the good. fucking screen. Okay, we're all gonna. No, we're not jumping into it. All right, so Stevie is a great looking. Gal, <laughs> uh, Stevie. Okay, I mean, I'll just save my fucking jokes. I wrote fucking jokes. Uh, I've opened with uh, uh, something. Uh, she's Barney on drag. Boom. Uh, that nails it. Okay. Uh, what was? She looks like Think a, about it. She looks like a girl that used to smoke cigarettes and be kind of attractive in high school. You know, there's a type. But she wasn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, she's great. She looks like she still fits into her shoes from prom. Okay. No, that's actually her joke. I just wanted to prove it for. No, let's get yeah, let's get into it. And then Bennett looks like him. Uh, that's right. Uh, so we're not going to play too much because it's weird talking about somebody sitting in a room, as you saw last month with Tyson. So let's just give us a couple of their jokes. Stevie came out. The thing is, Stevie's, some of her jokes hit, some of them didn't. And I think, overall, you had more of the did. Uh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I think, like, this was a perfect example of uh, writing versus delivery. Because I will right. say this about Stevie. I really like her delivery. She speaks very uh, loud, clear, right. has great energy, tone of voice. Everyone can hear what she has to say, and they want to laugh at the things that she wants to say. Well, in fact, this was one of my I, favorite jokes from the night. Hi, everybody. Next one is a Spanish teacher over at NATC. He's the type of teacher who will smoke weed with you, but then fail you if your weed sucks. <laughs> it was a John Jack the whole time. <laughs> there we go. Sorry to throw it back to John Jack, but no, Stevie was great. Let's play, let's, since we're on the subject, let's play Stevie's, uh, the, the one that you liked. <laughs> and Ben's a math major, which is just a fifty thousand dollar way for him to tell you guys all how autistic he is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. She had good ones, and then uh, we'll play. We'll play one of Bennett's. Um, what do you call them? Re uh, bits? No. What do you call them when you run them together? Runs. 
Stacks. Stacks. Bennett has the runs. He did just eat gas station. What was it? Gas station. I, I ate a, I ate two um, cheese filled breadsticks for oh, a quick trip. So <laughs> and then so chased it with like what was that a gallon with of a red twenty bowl? ounce oh, red bull? And he Christ. shotgunned it. So yeah, bef- yeah. So, before, so Bennett's got the before runs. Before you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to think about jokes, yo? You got to cram yourself full of cheese foot stuffed breadsticks and Red Bull. That's how we you do know? this. That's how the professionals do it, guys. Uh, Brown. That's, that's what we gotta say. No? Brown Town, downtown <laughs> Brown Town. Uh, so let's play Bennett's jokes. I like these ones they were fun uh, Steve's haircut belongs in the passenger seat of a Trans Am but she's also the size of a Trans Am Steve why does it look like you stole a skinny girl's nose Stevie works at a barbershop she cuts my hair and uh, she's like the Sweeney Todd of murdering french fries boom Sweeney Todd the man himself, right over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay, fuck that. So, so Marty, Marty doesn't know who Sweeney okay, Todd Marty is. Marty doesn't know who Sweeney Todd is, in addition to not knowing who Frida Kahlo is. Okay? <laughs> Frida Kahlo and Sweeney know- Todd <laughs> fucked, and they made your mom. So. Okay, I'm sorry that Sweeney Todd's not a fucking NBA player. Yeah. Like, Jesus. She's not as popular as one. Guess what? Anthony Davis e, can kick the it's shit. It's a man. It's Johnny Depp. Frida? What? Frida? Frida, yeah. What? No, no, we're she, not no, she's this a woman. Shit again. No, no well, it's important because Marty's dumb and you have to put them together. <laughs> I'm confused. Is Sweeney Todd not a first baseman for the Dodgers? No, that's not. <laughs> oh, that's Mike a, Sweeney. Yeah, that's Nailed a fucking it, though. cool name, though. Sweeney Todd? Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't want this. I didn't fucking. The Demon Barber right. of Fleet Street. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, fucking plays in high school, Ben. Far. Uh, whatever. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. All so, we know, what we put together I mean, here is that Marty is not a Johnny Depp fan. No, fuck him. Hey, guys. I didn't like him in. I didn't like him in Chocolat. And I didn't yeah. like him in that. Hey, guys, go ahead and just inbox uh, pictures to Marty of famous historic people. Yeah. And he'll he, have no clue yeah. who they are, and it'll be hilarious. Anybody else who, an like, cares about things other than that, like, you know, I don't know, like sports and politics and religion, just take a picture of your butthole and send it to Bennett's inbox. Okay, do it. he'll love that, because things are more important than Sweeney Todd's stupid play. I know it's from The Office. Don't inbox me about that. That's the only way I know it, is because it's from The Office when Andy Bernard plays. All right. Or well, when hit the Johnny Depp on this fucking conversation. Johnny Depp can suck my dick. Okay, whatever, whatever. All right. All right, guys, I got to point one thing okay. out here. There's there's something Fuck that's about been popping up in a lot of these roast jokes that I have had enough of, and that's references to fucking Tide Pods. All right, like yeah. like like it's Stevie, a- I love you, but you had a Tide Pod joke. I have had enough <laughs> of hearing it. Can we uh, like let's put that in the bin with like the was the, the sad animals dying? Like, the, um, yeah. The, and, uh, and the Harry Potter references, and we can just like what's, fucking. What's the, what's the guy who you poke him and he goes, Boop, Pillsbury oh, Doughboy. Oh, Todd. Shit. His name's Sweeney no, Todd. Jesus God Christ. damn it. All right, I'm back on it. Fuck that. We're not even. <laughs> you're the, dumb. It's a stupid dumb. play. Who are you? You're you dumb. Have eyes? I can, do, you have I can eyes. balance a checkbook. Dude, I can do my own. I can. Can you? I can do. You're a math major. Anything you can do, I can do better. Fuck a woman. Uh, better, dude. <laughs> no, I said woman, not man. Okay, I can do both of them better. I That's bet how much... you could. You got some uh, practice with uh, your dad. Damn okay. it. Right. Fuck. Moving on. God. Oh. Jesus Sorry. Christ. Uh, okay, let's do... Uh... <laughs> uh, so, right. uh, I'll go ahead and just... Do uh, you guys want me to do any of my jokes live? <laughs> could you? Yeah, God do the rest no. of them. No, uh, all right. So, when it came down to it, though, uh, Bennett won that one. Still the champ. That's right. That was your first battle this year. First battle this year. Want to know? Want to know? I will say this about Stevie though as well. Like I think Stevie's a great roaster, but uh, it seemed like the smaller stages were were like the Rigby were were better for her because she could you know step on people's laughs and get a little bit more uh, I don't know like battley in there. But with the with the way that the roast battle is now with the format. 
Mm-hmm. Like some of her stepping on people's jokes and her rebuttals aren't playing as well as they used to. Yeah, well, that's because it's more fair now. I mean, that's what I really tried to instill into season three, moving it to the mm-hmm. club, is because that's why I put in the one-minute rule. We actually haven't ran into that with anybody. Yeah, dude. First, well, what I'm saying here is, like, Steve I just admit, can't throw her weight around I invented anymore. the one-minute rule, uh, by the way. I totally was I, – I, I said it should be 45 seconds. No, 45 seconds we TikTok them. Then, then you yeah. didn't invent it. I, no, I told Marty to do it first, and he's like, that's dumb. Well, it never became an issue. At first, it wasn't an issue till literally the middle of season two, and then somebody came up to me, and they made or they ripped on Mickey Morello because they were like, he's running like fucking three-minute bits, and I'm like, maybe I should start. That's still not as bad maybe, as like, doing they, it and then Marty and thought, and then maybe I should. And the end yeah, of it. Dude, okay, and then just, I should control this. Right. <laughs> Marty can't remember anything anyone says. He doesn't know who famous people are unless they, they're they like the if world's top NBA, 20 basketball players. And football. Oh. All right, let me so, cut to the end here, guys, just so you know. Uh, this this banter is just going to devolve into, oh, yeah, I'm going to roast you later. So, yeah, like, I'll roast this ass. is going to be. Uh, I, I said, I will roast your ass, dude. You want to get yeah, a roast your ass? Let's put that one in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you were going to roast each other. Let's do that in the first live podcast. We should do you guys roasting each other. Oh, no, shit. No, yeah. no. I don't, don't, don't want to do I'll that. Go, you I'm not ro- hey, Well, you don't want to roast somebody hey, with more gray hair no, than you? Mark my words. <laughs> mark my Wait, words. I'm afraid I'm going to get you with uh, wisdom. One of you is going to have a stroke. <laughs> mark, mark my words. I will not roast again. And uh, Casey Phillips, if you're listening, I challenge you, motherfucker. Casey dude, I, Phillips? That's right. I'm what, are not, you crazy? No, dude. Season one champ, I wasn't in the same tournament as him. I would have won that tournament, too. You hear that, Casey? Casey. Back up all your Hold out. Put your props in all your suitcases together and get over here from <laughs> Seattle. You uh, you jazz musician, yeah. bitch. Yeah. I will take you Put all your cleaners. doves in your suitcase and your so, cards. And, I, and I'm going to take this you time really to call out magician. everyone who has, like, a really losing record like this. Tyson will no. be your T-ball, guys. So, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I can commentate. Start. I can't do. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, so, yeah, like I said, uh, Bennett won that one. That was a headline battle. That was a fun one. We're going to do one more segment here, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Uh, let's move right along. <laughs> That's right, guys. That was all the battles. It was another good show for everybody. Uh, thank you all for coming out again. That was the August show. It's going to be great. Come out to the September show. It's going to be even bigger and badder than ever with a great Rising Star show before. But... Before we end this thing up, let's uh, let's get into us. We're the new host of the podcast. You got to get to know us a little bit. Let's have a talk. I believe we have a segment coming from the champ himself, Ben Brown. That's right, guys. Uh, well, this is our drunk segment. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, are you guys going to chug a beer? Is yeah, that, we're going to chug that... a beer. Last time we shotgun a beer. Today yeah. is we're going to chug a beer. And I'm going to officiate like last time and tell you who wins. Cheers. And lie about it to make them angry. They're drinking beer right now, guys. You wouldn't believe it. It's going down. Marty wins. Barely. Marty. Just barely. Oh. You heard the clunks. The Marty was the first clunk. Tyson was the second clunk. All right. Let's talk. What are we talking about, Bennett? I have no idea. What are we talking the about? The big discussion. We have a new big discussion for you. Brand new <laughs> segment, guys. The big discussion is where we talk about something new uh, every every month. And uh, what are we talking about this month, Tyson? Oh, we're going to be talking about uh, worst jobs or uh, worst right. day on oh, the yeah, job, yeah. something like that. We already forgot. We were like, about to like, It's been a long night already. That's We've right. been drinking. Uh, the big know, discussion. Like, the table is littered with cans of PBR. And, like, we're getting there, though. Uh, so the big discussion, the worst jobs you've ever had. I've had a bunch. I've had uh, tens of jobs, a lot. Uh, who's, let's see, who should go first? Be- I think Bennett, I, you seem like somebody who's had a lot of, like, bad, like, oops, sorry, like, like, young white guy jobs, like, yeah, yeah, did, janitor. For sure, like, uh, I, 
in the summer, I was uh, like a busboy, dishwasher. Not, not that kind, but that would probably be more <laughs> fun than being a busboy. Uh, I fucking... You look like you worked at a golf course. Well, I did, I did. Yeah, I washed golf carts, but... Nailed oh, it. Uh, what a fucking jip job that was, okay? Uh, <laughs> I knew that manager of the golf course was a family friend, and he would be like, Hey, I'll, you come wash all the fucking golf carts, I'll give you like three golf balls and a hamburger. And I'm like... Burp, burp, burp. Three golf balls yeah, and was, a hamburger? I was, like like a, I was like 10. I was like 10. Sounds like a sitcom from the 40s. I had no idea of a what a young. good exchange was. I was really young. Probably, <laughs> definitely illegal. Uh, oh, but I was like... You were an illegal, huh? Yeah, I was an illegal. So, that, dude, that's how long I've been doing jobs since it was illegal, man. And uh, so I got that job. That's not what I was going to talk about. I think I, I, paint, I painted a lot in like different ways. Like, I guess... I painted with like, like Frida Cowlander. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, like, like Sweeney Todd, dude. <laughs> like Sweeney Todd, he yeah. painted quite a bit. Oh god, he he can't even say Frida Kahlo. He's like, <laughs> they said it, and then immediately Man, after, he just like immediately after he like parroted it side. back wrong. Fritos? What? Frito Cowlander. <laughs> oh, dude, Marty's like a parrot that got kicked in the face. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like right. It's like he says I'm everything sorry back that wrong. The oh, fucking god. Beanie Snod doesn't just show up in my repertoire. God damn it! Oh god. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get this back on the rails. Yeah. Apparently, Bennett had a job. Okay, so I would, I, I, would, I have a, like, oh, um, some of you might know this, but I, I keep talking in my phone too. Like, I think that's where it's at. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I worked at a restaurant washing dishes, you guys. And if you know me, you know that I despise ketchup. Okay, I, I don't stand for it. It's disgusting. What? And, if you, and if you eat it, you're disgusting. Even on it, French fries. Oh, even on anything, man. Don't get that shit near me, dude. I don't want a <laughs> bottle on the table. It's gross, what? you guys. There's way better condiments out there. Don't fucking do ranch. that to yourself. Okay, no ranch. I, I eat it, but I don't like myself for eating. Ah, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> ketchup. We just spread it on. Oh him. Jesus Christ. Oh. So I don't like ketchup. So naturally, being a dishwasher, you can imagine at like a at like a pretty like. It was a restaurant in the bottom of a hotel, the original Springs Hotel. Google it. It's haunted. Whoa. And Yeah, and uh, it's pretty cool. It just looks creepy. I don't believe in ghosts. We'll talk about that later. That could be, our, that could be <laughs> the next big discussion. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in ghosts? I won't tell you. Do you believe in magic? No, magic's for idiots. Okay, so. This story is great, Mr. Bennett. So I, efficiency I, work, I, work, I work in this hotel. <laughs> I work in this hotel. Yeah, haunted and, hotel. Um, uh, it's haunted, and I was a uh, waiter. But before you're a waiter, you have to be a dishwasher and a busboy and stuff. So I was a dishwasher, and I like they would make me rinse out these giant like three gallon buckets of ketchup to put more ketchup in it. And I don't know why the fuck they ever did that. I don't even know why they used it. It didn't make any sense to me. They would empty ketchup bottles into this big container, and then they would, like do that all the time. And it's like then they would put it into glass ketchup bottles. And then I was like, just buy glass ketchup bottles and get a re- this. I was upset. What? Yeah, so I, I just got squirted in the. I, I dry heaved at work because I got like ketchup yeah. squirted all over my face. Uh, and I know I sound like a prima donna bitch right now. And I know some you, of you you're, really yeah, relish, yeah. you're really relishing in a moment. Oh, but it's just, ca- it's just ketchup. I have, no pro- I have no problem washing any other food. I wish I worked like a Mexican restaurant because I would have had a great time. There's no ketchup there. No, uh, there is because if you know, well, they, they put it on they pizza. pizza. Yeah. Oh, nice. Marty knows that Mexicans put ketchup on pizza, but That's he doesn't right. know who Frida Kahlo. Yeah, I know the so. basics of life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry, I don't know the street basics of life. Um, <laughs> whatever. So I guess the, the quick story. Wow. I, the quick story I wanted to tell is uh, the person that owned it. She had a wedding. 
and uh, they, I was like 17 at the time, and so they, they rented out the hotel, and they had the reception there, and everyone that was a waiter worked as a server at the, at the, her daughter's wedding, and so uh, <laughs> this guy that I worked with, um, he like went down and uh, to the buffet that had like sirloin and like cordon bleu and nice shit, and he's like, he's like, oh, I got a pregnant lady upstairs, and he's like loading up like four plates, and we just like, I ate like three pounds of prime rib and just lots of really good food. We stole pitchers of beer. We got drunk. You didn't have to do anything. We were just filling waters all night. How does this turn into the worst? No, this is the best night on the job. (laughs) uh, uh, This must have been the worst job stories, Benny. Not the best. Well, it was the worst job, and I'm telling you the silver line. Because there was ketchup (laughs) everywhere. Because I'm a positive guy. And that somebody sprayed the beer down with ketchup. No, no, it sucked. No, okay, the reason it sucked is because they would make me work until bar closed, but I was 17, so you can't serve alcohol unless you're 18 and so all these coal miners would come in I'm and they would cut this whole and story. they would you suck my balls dude you suck my balls. Yeah. this is really why it sucked guys this is, i've been i've been i've been overused as a child laborer okay and, and i'm telling you guys it was started with the golf carts and then ended with this i used to have to stay till bar closed and they would just do that so i would do the vacuuming but i didn't get any tips because i only get tips if there's food but they would just be drinking i had to work like five hours of people just drink it, it it was, it was, uh, Woo! should be illegal. Okay. So, all right. Like, I'll go Whatever. next. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm older than Bennett looks. And so, uh, you know, Man, he I, also I, looks older than I look. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my, one I of look my, my age. One, one of my, one of my first jobs, I believe I was 19. So this is, uh, like what, 22 years ago. Uh, so back when minimum wage was $6 an hour. Woo! So for in, in Cokes, we're on nickel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so for $6 an hour, I took a temp job for a forestry company in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And, the you know, it's forestry. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get outside. It's going to be nice. I'm going to, I don't know, like, but, yeah, but what so, like if- help trees. I don't know, like. What if they had pay you uh, three golf balls and a cheeseburger? Jesus, fuck <laughs> that. All right. So, tell it again. Tell it again. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, tell the long story. Okay, go ahead. Right? Go ahead, sweetie. So you're talk. fucking right. trees. So I'm supposed to be fucking trees, but no, I'm, I'm, I show up and they say, oh, today we're going to do a control burn of this field. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So here's what they did. They gave me a... Uh, a backpack, which was a five-gallon decanter of water with a super soaker attachment to it. And then they said, go over there on that very slim patch of dirt that's been raked between this large field of tall grass and this dry, uh, dried-out row of evergreen trees that's got all like, the, the needles on it. Hmm. And then they set it on fire, and they said, when the fire comes to you, Spray it out a little bit if you think it's getting out of control. Nice. And well, yeah, dude, have you ever seen an evergreen burn before? Yeah, I know. And so I'm standing between a field of of like three foot tall grass that's on fire right. and a dry stand of trees, and then the wind kicks up, and they're like, they're waving at me and yelling at me, but I can't hear them because there's the roar of the fire coming at me. I'm just like seeing it. Well, dude, one sec. Do you die at the end? <laughs> 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 Wait, hold on. I'm what? that fucking tough. Oh, is this okay. a Nicholas Sparks book? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I know who Nicholas Sparks is. Okay, okay. Is this one of those Sweeney Todd's? So, yeah, shut up. <laughs> so no, like I'm, I'm trying to fight this fucking fire. It's my second day on the job for six dollars an hour with no training. I'm just like pumping on this. Oh god, it was the fucking worst thing ever. Uh, and so the trees lit. No, the trees didn't light because I stood what? there and, and put the thing out. But the guy's like, "Yeah, you probably should run next time." I'm like, 
Thanks. Why didn't you tell me that beforehand? <laughs> oh my god. I did not that's like come a reverse, back. That's like a reverse flame flower. Yeah. Flame flower, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I got my flame flower. <laughs> got my flame flower? That would yeah. be a great rapper name, dude. Okay. Flame flower? Yeah, my name's Flame Flower. <laughs> right? Uh, All right, sorry, okay. so you died. Oh, uh, yeah, so I died. <laughs> All right, so that was my flame second flower. worst, though. Second my, worst? My, my, my worst day on the job is when I was 14. And dude, I was what working with all these child stories. I know. I was, that's I, when jobs suck, dude. That's when I take advantage. And of when that. I was fourteen, the uh, minimum wage was three seventy-five. Oh <laughs> my! Nice, dude. So again, I was making two bucks. I was Nick making three seventy-five at Hardee's, and uh, so I could take Hardee's orders. Was around back then? Yeah, at Hardee's was around back then. In was, Bear, was Carl's Jr. around back then? So here's what happened: is uh, this dude walks in with his kid in. Uh, he's placing his order at the state at, at the at the counter. I take his order, and then his kids like dancing around behind him. And then the dad turns around to the little kid, and says, "Well, go to the bathroom." And the kid runs into the bathroom, is gone for Uh-oh. like ten minutes. Oh no, he's gone. I give the food, put it on the tray. The dad's looking around. The kid comes out of the toilet, bawling. Ooh, priest just in there. just bawling. I'm like, what the fuck happened in here? The guy sets down his tray with the food, walks into the bathroom, comes back out of the bathroom, doesn't say anything to me besides, can I have a bag to go? Grabs the bag, puts the food in the bag, and then him and his kid leave and doesn't say a word. And I'm like, shit. I got to go in there. So I go into the bathroom, and here's what I find. I open up the stall, and the kid... It, it was Tyson's mom. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, oh, no Jesus. He, the, the, kid, the kid had spray diarrhea three feet in front of the ball. Oh, uh, but he got his pants off? He got his pants off, but and managed. And then spray diarrhea? And then spray diarrhea in front of the bowl. And, and it then was Tyson went in and measured it was three feet from yeah, the ball. Exactly. I was just like, 36 Jesus inches. Christ. So that was like my first job was literally cleaning shit. Yeah, dude. You know how many people that clean bad. shit, though? I mean, well, yeah, I've worked in so many restaurants. I've cleaned shit. I puke, piss out of a mop closet. I cleaned poop, oh, I also poop out of a mop bucket once when I was working late nights at Airbnb. Yeah, well, I had to pick the, sh- the the pieces up. Oh, I ate it. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had to, like... I didn't have to. I had to scrape urinal stains off with a flathead screwdriver. Oh, uh, one time we had this dude come into Urban Garrett's late night and pull the um, the sink, or the, but yeah, the sink off the wall. And so I had to clean up piss and poop on the ground. I, yeah. Okay. I worked as okay, a bouncer well, so at a bartender. So you're the king of shitty jo- Why don't you go ahead, tough guy? Those aren't even the shittiest jobs. Okay, give us your well, shittiest then. Let's cut to the chase. Those are huh? the shittiest jobs. Actually, no, working at a metal factory was a shitty job. I was 16. Another little kid story. Yeah, there you go. Right? Well, my shittiest job was altar boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we were all altar boys, right? No, I, I, I was, was Lutheran. I was an so. altar girl. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, you got, you, well, you know what's crazy? This is a weird shitty job. My, pro- my so, pronouns are she and So I'm going to throw it out there because he's in jail now. So when I was an altar boy, Father Inky was the priest, and he ended up molesting some kids. His name is Father Inky. And then when I was on the bus, I took the short bus. Not because I'm disabled, because I liked it. It's no. because he doesn't know who Frida is. Because he goes faster. <laughs> he goes faster. It's quicker. It's more aerodynamic. Because he only knew basketball players. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like you got to take the short bus, buddy. Well, thinking, and it was quick. Cool. I got to school real fast. <laughs> all my friends. Uh, but a bus driver, Don, also got arrested for pedophile. Delia. Oh, that's Pedophile crazy. Delia. I don't <laughs> And I was in Those are my shittiest so jobs. My shittiest job was, I'm just going to go with the best job. I don't think it's shitty. I was, this is a fun job to say. I was the voice of the Madison Cougars, the first ever Madison professional women's football team. Oh, okay. I was in the stands. I'd sit in the press box and be like, first and ten Cougars. I even made up nicknames for them. There's this one linebacker, number 45. She was amazing. Whenever she got a tackle, I'd be like, that tackle done by number 45, Erica the Flash Rodriguez. 
Oh, dude, Did you roll great. your R on that? Rodriguez. You know, she probably knew who Frida was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she did. That was her mom. <laughs> uh, Frida Judeland? Well, I mean, I mean, if she was playing middle linebacker, she probably had a unibrow, too. Uh, well, they were all um, army chicks. Mar- and, uh, Marty, name six presidents. Uh, Barack Obama. Okay. <laughs> um, Bill Clinton. Okay. George Bush. George H. Bush and George W. Bush. Um, That's still only George four. Washington. Adams. Jefferson. Uh, okay, here we go. Tough guy. <laughs> here we go. Tough guy. Uh, Reagan. Kennedy. JFK. Kennedy. You, said, Kennedy you, just, you just said you just said Kennedy, and then you go JFK. <laughs> That's a different Kennedy. I'm talking about the second one. And then you said term. Teddy after second. that. I mean Teddy Roosevelt. Or Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, right. Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, no, I, would, I could name him off. I wasn't high. <laughs> no, you couldn't. 40th foot. 38 okay, of them? Who was the 24th? <laughs> Who's the 24th president? Was that Anthony Davis? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tell us your dumb fucking job already. <laughs> I did. That was my job, was being the voice of the Madison Cougars. Oh, yeah. It was but, fun as shit. So yeah, that was that, that's best job. Yeah. Well, the worst day was when the Cougars got shut down. Like, it was after a game, they told them that was their last game of ever. <laughs> okay, that's sad. Oh yeah, it was pretty sad. Oh, man. That was a, that was a tough one. Yeah, dude. About and you know, Ron Dane was there. At least they had good tackles. He was one of the owners. You know what Ron Dane's doing? Just hanging out in Madison. He's investing in women's football teams. He's got nothing to do. That's great, man. Does he own the Radicals? Probably. He shows up to fucking used car dealerships half the time. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, this guy... Right. This is not the... We're on Ron Dane. If you're listening right now, I love you. Yo, buddy. Ron Dane, dude. Okay, this this episode <laughs> is officially dedicated to Ron, Ron Dane. Dane, dude. All right. If you're listening, man. If you're listening, you're a legend. we love you We so love much, you. Man. I want to touch your Heisman because it's, it's in beat-ups on University. It's dude, actually there. I Ron would, Dane's Heisman. I would love to just fuck it. Mr. Dane, if you're listening, I would love to just try to go low on you and you heard me in the open field. Oh. That would make me feel so good. If Ronnie D. Oh Ronnie D. And I know you still got the legs, Mr. Dane, and I would, that would mean a lot to me. Ronnie D. Oh. You are the original Great Dane. Yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. Uh, this has been the biggest roast <laughs> podcast. That's right, baby. Ronnie, we love you. We love Ronnie, uh, baby. I, I've been your host, Marty Clark. Wait, before we get into that, plugs, real quick. Oh, plugs. What shows are we doing coming up? Guess what? Tyson's got some. What do you got? All right, I'm going to be seen at the Rising Stars on State immediately preceding the next big dis roast battle on August 28th. That's coming up this Tuesday. Uh, I also, I've got, I've got... Several shows here in September, but I'm only going to talk to about two of them. I'm going to be uh, at Comedy at the Cabaret. CAC, baby. It's going to be Allie Lindsay's show. That's going to be on September 13th. That's a Thursday. And then the two following Friday, the next day, two nights of comedy, I'm going to be hosting Comedy Night at North Shore in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Woo! That show's blown up. Yeah, that show's doing awesome. And that one's going to be headlining Jake Snell. Jake Snell. Hell yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, just kidding, Jake. I love you. Snake Jail. Bennett Brown's got some stuff coming up. What uh, you got? Yeah, just uh, if you guys are around, I'm doing Rising Stars. I'm featuring before the the man, the legend, Martin Hinn out of Austin, Texas. AKA now. Marty Clark. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Martin, he's got Martin, the Martin, Martin, yeah. If I can say, if I can take some liberties, Martin Hinn, you guys, has the best. Brewer's elbow tattoo I've ever seen. <laughs> Hands down, best one. <laughs> best uh, one. And, uh, and then the uh, August thirtieth, so uh, this coming Thursday, guys, uh, we are doing a show in Stevens Point. Brooke Whitehead's running that. It's going to be a really, really big venue at Main uh, Street uh, Taps. That's right. It's going to be very cool, guys. Um, it's a super, super cool venue. It's the first show. Nick Hart is going to be your headliner. Just recently on Conan. Hell woo. yeah, Nick Hart. Woo woo. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and then a couple other great Madison comics. Um, that's going to be the last Thursday of every month. So look for that guy. Stevens point. Yeah. If you out in Stevens point or the area, get look up for that there. Show. Stevens point, Wausau, Wisconsin Rapids. I know the area guys. That's oh, right. That's we have listeners up. all over the place. Also, 
Guys, we get listens from all over the place. Like, chime in and let us know where you're listening from. We want to yeah, hear from you. Tweet us. Yeah, and Rose get us Twitter. comedy shows if you don't live here. Jesus, like, help us out. Come yeah. on. <laughs> God damn it. We are poor. Uh, moving on. I have a couple shows coming up. The big one is uh, coming up. You guys know it. You love it. That's why you're listening. It's the Biggest Rose Battle. It is August 28th, Tuesday, right after the Rising Stars on State. I'm hosting that show, and then I'm hosting the Biggest Rose Battle. It's the best night in comedy, I'd say. I mean, it's b- bigger than Aziz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said bigger than when Aziz came into town and sold out for three days straight. Yeah. Probably bigger. Uh, so come to that. It's going to be does. the last Tuesday of our month, which means which is the next one, which is going to be September 25th. Tell your friends, guys. Come in from Madison. Come in from Milwaukee. And then in November, we're going back to Madison versus Milwaukee. So let's build this up. Let's get some practice in before we take it to Milwaukee. Fuck them. We murdered them in the first time we took them on. That's going to be in Milwaukee, too, so that's going to be a tough one. But like I said, tell your friends. Other than that, I'm at Octopi Brewery in Wanakee, September 14th. I'm only going to do a couple plugs because all the rest of my shows are annoying. Just kidding. Come out to the Biggest Rose Battle podcast. Come out to the Biggest Rose Battle this Tuesday and every last Tuesday of every month. Guys, I've been your host, Marty Clark. As always, to my left, uh, the one, the only, Tyson Purcell. Woohoo! Thank you, Tyson. And to my right, the champ himself, number two, it's Bennett Brown. I love you guys. Uh, Thanks for listening, y'all. There we go. Tell your friends, guys. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, podcast, soundcast, everything you've got. Happy host goodbye. <laughs> hey,